Hey everybody, welcome back to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zeller, and today's guest is a returning guest, Jeanette Schneider. Jeanette is the president and CEO of Live Media. She is a speaker, podcast host, and author of the book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future. After 23 years in finance, Jeanette hung up her executive title and retired from a highly successful career to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Jeanette just recently launched an app called the Live Media app, where you may have seen me, that houses meditations and challenges from coaches all around the globe to help you step into your best self. Jeanette is going to hop on today to talk all about the importance of connection and community when you are in life, whether you're an entrepreneur or working in the corporate environment. I love Jeanette. She has been a dear friend of mine ever since she hopped on the Balance Boss podcast the first time. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the Balanced Boss podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host and work-life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Jeanette, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. I know, I know. And I love talking to you too. You are actually the first person that has been a repeat on The Balance Boss. I feel honored. I know. I'm so excited. And honestly, it's because I just love your energy and you and I have um, vibed together so often. So that's an exciting thing. And I know we're going to get to it later, but we're going to talk about your new app that just launched, which I am a part of. Yes, yes. Honored to have your words and your vibe on the app. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the app is gorgeous. And we're going to rant and rave about that in a little bit. But before we jump in, we're going to talk all about connection today and the importance of having a community. But I want you to set the tone for today's podcast. So how do you want the listeners to feel once the podcast is over? Can you go ahead and set the intention for today? I would love for anyone listening to feel seen and to feel like they're not alone and, and show them that there's hope in, in connection, maybe the opportunity to share their story or to, to call a friend or text someone. Um, just, I think that that would be amazing. Yeah. And I think it's so needed, especially since we're talking about the workspace and we're going to dive a little bit into entrepreneurship and feeling lonely today. But mm-hmm. just for just getting in and diving in right off the get-go, for those of the new listeners that have just joined the show, can you give a quick synopsis of who you are and how you got into the space that you're in right now? Absolutely. Um, I have, my background is actually in finance. I spent um, 23 years in um, the high net worth space and I retired as a senior vice president at the ripe old age of 42. <laughs> I have to say that because when I say retired, people are always like, how old are you? Um, because I decided I wanted to create my own platform. I wanted to do something more with my life other than manage other people's money and, and speak from stages about why they should invest in socially responsible vehicles and things like that. I really wanted to actually make my words mean something. Um, and I had the, the business acumen to go out on my own. So I created a startup. It's a software and media company called Live Media, um, where we are trying to empower and enlighten through access to thought leadership, coaches, and just a new way of being through a multiple 
uh, multiple channels, including the app that we spoke about, as well as live events, podcasts, and just ways for people to, to find their own circle to find their way. And I was led to this through many years in corporate America and kind of my own um, dark night of the soul, my own moments where I realized <laughs> I need to do something more with my life. Mm, I love it. And so how is that different from, I mean, entrepreneur world is so different from mm. corporate world. I know that you and I spoke about this in the last podcast, but it's so, so different. And there's also similarities too. Can you speak a little bit to kind of what your revelations have been around the difference between being in a corporate setting and being around people all the time? And then this transition into really being a solo entrepreneur. I know that you have a team now, but yeah. I'm sure at the beginning there was no team. Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm still the only employee and my team, I can't Way to hire everybody <laughs> full time <laughs> so that they're next to me. Um, but what's interesting is that um, when you're in corporate America, you kind of look at entrepreneurs. And if they're your clients, I had a lot of clients who are entrepreneurs. We were managing their money and they were visionaries. You know, and you kind of thought them as a little crazy and a little bit out there because there was safety in what we sold. You know, we had W-2s plus commission and you have a benefit plan. And um, But what I realized over time is that the extreme wealth that I was working with all came from great ideas. They didn't come from working for, with a company for years and years and years. And maybe you'll, you'll continue to grow and you'll continue to expand and end up in a CEO role with a wonderful comp package. But the, the people who are leaving legacies, and, and that's not even necessarily financial legacies, but even philanthropic legacies, were the people who actually had a really great idea. And I realized over time, like, I have really great ideas and I'm kind of tired of the grind of corporate. You know, you, you can be yourself to an extent. You always have like a bubble around you where yes, you can be an ideal person and yes, you can create as long as it fits within these parameters, we have the budget and you're not getting away from, you know, the core metrics for your performance evaluation. And after a while that felt really constraining and I decided to, to make the jump to entrepreneurship. One of the things that's funny is now I look at people in corporate and I'm like, you guys are so safe, right? And, <laughs> and it almost like, I remember the day when things felt safe and, and they don't feel safe anymore, but they also feel expansive and they feel, um, I have the ability to kind of just go with my gut and bring people in and, and move and, and shake. And that flexibility is amazing. But you do so many times work in a vacuum where you, before you had a team and you had a structure and you were against a performance review, you are now the last stop. Like if anything goes wrong, it's your fault. Mm. <laughs> um, you are the one to answer to yourself and then over time to your um, investors and your, to your employees and, and things like that. So there's no one that you can blame. Like you used to be able to blame like the marketing department for getting it wrong or like oh, we really screwed up this product. Now it's your fault. Um, <laughs> And I think that there's a little bit of kind of like old cowboy, like I'm a pioneer, I've got this, but there's also a loneliness that's very hard to explain because so many times you're trying to sell your vision and sometimes you feel completely alone and tired and wonder what the heck you just did and why you walked away from security. So it's, it's such a struggle every day. And I do look at those people who have all of these, you know, really great titles and W2s and I was like, I'm like you seem very like comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's such, I feel like it's something that's not really spoken about much in the world of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, I struggled with it on my own too. The whole sense of, 
I come from a family that is all about, you know, you, you follow the rules and you grow up and you go to university and you go and you get a nine to five job and you pay into your 401k and you have that security. And it's, Mm -hmm. and I didn't choose that for myself. You know, I chose the entrepreneur world where you're, you're right. There is no stability and you have to, in a sense, create your own stability, even sometimes if it's not stable and you have to create it in your own mind, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like this reality that you have to create for yourself. Um, but it does get so lonely. Mm. It's such, and it's such a lonely place to be so much so that, you know, I was having a conversation with a group of entrepreneurs here, um, just speaking to the alarming rates of anxiety and depression and obsessive compulsive disorder that is in the entrepreneur world. I spoke to a group of women in music a week ago who are all entrepreneurs. They're all following their craft. And even in the music industry where it is a, it is entrepreneurs trying to follow their dream. The suicide rates are so high all because they feel so lonely. They feel like they're not being heard and nobody's recognizing that it's so such a lonely place to be. So what do you do? Like, what is the answer? I know what the answer is to me. And I know that it's different for every person, but where do you go when you're feeling that loneliness of being an entrepreneur? One of the things that has been so incredibly helpful for me is keeping a circle of trusted friends and advisors who I I literally have access to them through Marco Polo, through chat groups, through, I mean, I actually have a group of entrepreneur um, friends and advisors who are almost like a prayer circle for me, Mm. especially when we were getting ready to launch. And I was, I mean, my anxiety was enormous. And it's almost like, especially if it's something that you've created, I think anytime that you have a big launch where you're putting something that you've created out into the world for the first time, and you realize it's now open for public um, uh, scrutiny, scrutiny, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Yeah. (laughs) Like they now can have a say and they will. Um, There's kind of an existential crisis that comes with that, right? You're kind of like, oh my gosh, I hope they love it. I hope I did this right. Where could I have made my mistakes? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially if they're they're really, you know, they've got big vision, um, you wonder about the things like you might have forgotten or you might may have missed, right? So there's a lot of self, you know, kind of reflection and scrutiny as is. Um, and I think for me, the only thing that has kept me going and kept me up is my, my room full of trusted advisors. And these are people who either they came in um, with professional relationships and quickly became really great friends, or they've been really amazing friends. But I also, I have to say, it, it's different, I think. The circle that you surround yourself with as an entrepreneur as opposed to um, your girlfriends, right? Like my girlfriends are some people who have absolutely no idea what I do and they don't really yeah. understand it. And they're great to spend time with and they think I'm amazing. I appreciate them. But there are some people that actually are able to dig deep and say, hey, I love you. You're really killing it, but I need you to think of this legal ramification. Have you mm. thought of this thing? And they kind of pushed me to be a little bit better and I trust them so much because not only can they see me as an individual, but they also are able to kind of like help augment my reality at times. Um, and that has been enormous for my... And I, I even shared with my boyfriend the other day, I woke up and... Um, my company wakes me up sometimes. Some days when I wake up, I'm like raring to go. And there are other days where I literally have to work on my mindset from the moment mm-hmm. I get up. And he asked me, he's like, how are you doing this morning? Beautiful. And I just looked at him and I was like, I am actively working on my mindset right now. 
because I think it's, it's being in those spaces and being lonely and making decisions in a vacuum where you either have to take, and I think you have to do both. You have to take control of your own mindset and you have to call in the people that you know will keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Which is so important. And honestly, full disclosure, that is something that I'm really struggling with in my own business right now is that sense of I'm, I'm coming to that realization that you just spoke about that friends are fantastic. And some of my best girlfriends are, have helped me through some of the most difficult times in my life, but it takes a certain advisor and a certain person to understand the world of an entrepreneur and making sure that you surround yourself with that team is so important. So I'm interested, even for my own sake, where do you start? If you're looking to build that inner circle of people that you can trust with Mm -hmm. your ideas and the things that come up in your business, where do you think that someone should start if that's what they need? What I think first and foremost is like, I, I look at the people that I've trusted or referred business to, mm-hmm. um, and just invited them for coffee, um, or talk to my attorneys or advisors and said, you know, I need help with this. And suddenly they'll open their Rolodex and offer a name. And then as you get to know this person, even if it's on a professional level, you start to strike up a friendship if your interests are aligned. I think that that's kind of one of the keys is that if there tends to be almost like a creative genius that kind of arises when you're either on the same path um, or a, a convergent path with someone else, or you have, you know, interests in the same area. Um, where it becomes more of a friendship. So I kind of feel like it's, it's really starting to ask those around you that you trust to help you with professional advice, whether it's your CPA or your attorney or what have you to give you advice, but it's also kind of, um, you know, in the self-development world, as you begin working on yourself, and I, I toe the line between of course, self-development and this very logical portion of myself. Um, when you're open to, to community, when you're open to finding people who you want to call in as friends and advisors, um, those people kind of show up because they're very like-minded. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of them that have come to me, they've come to me recently, which is really fascinating through mutual introductions because someone's like, hey, I see what you're working on and I feel like you need to know this person. And I don't know why, but you know, they're like, I just, I feel like you guys will hit it off and I'll schedule the coffee and we'll sit down and sure enough, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I love what you're doing. I love your mindset. I love who you are. I just want to help you. And that's another thing that's really fascinating is I think sometimes we come from the mindset that we have to pay everyone that helps us. Mm-hmm. And so many times what you find, especially as you're building, when you start to attract these relationships is people will help you because they want to see you succeed. And they are willing to offer advice and support because it's a, a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, and that's one thing that's been really fascinating for me as well is I've had several advisors pop into my life who just really like me as a person and want to see me succeed and they don't need anything from me. Um, and they just enjoy my friendship. Um, I think that that's been a really beautiful kind of shift um, as I've moved into this world. Yeah. And I love that too, because there, there is such a, there's a stigma around becoming an entrepreneur. And I think when I work with the new entrepreneurs that come into the field, so often I see the whole kind of, I have this visualization of people just taking what's theirs and holding Mm -hmm. it close to their heart, you know, so that they don't have to share it with anybody else. And there comes this moment in business as an entrepreneur where 
you get to this space where you realize that there really is enough room at the table for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're all here to support and uplift one another. And when you can, I feel like when what you just identified so beautifully is that when you're able to relax into that space, mm-hmm. then doors just start to open and the it's, people just start to come. Yeah. It's funny that you say that too, because I remember when I was very early along in this journey wanting like, do I need to have everyone sign confidentiality agreements? And what if I tell mm-hmm. them my ideas? And I remember a senior advisor looking at me and saying, Jeanette, they're never going to buy into your idea if you can't even tell them my ideas. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, don't, don't tell them like the numbers and don't break down all the partnerships. But and it kind of made me relax into it. Also start to trust your own, your own knowledge base. Uh, my developer, my app developer is brilliant. He came from Disney Pixar. I adore him. And one of the things we talked about was some of the stuff that we were developing was very um, proprietary. And he, what he said, though, that was really amazing was in our partnership, Jeanette, it would take someone um, at least a year to get where we have gotten. So even mm. if they try to copy us, it's a sign of respect. Like w- we should expect that people are going to copy us and, um, and be okay with sharing what we have because it's going to take other people a while because we had such a great partnership and such a great thing that we knew it would be hard for someone else to, to call in that partner and create what we had in the amount of time that we had, had accomplished what we'd, we'd done. So it's also having kind of some faith in your own skill set so that yeah. you're not afraid to share. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing. I it's so funny that you brought that up too. I was um, running my, my Balance Boss Academy courses running right now. And I had three of my clients that were in a group call last week and they said, they were hesitant. They were like, well, we, we kind of copied what you did and we've started to apply it. And I was like, yes, this is what this is here for. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is. We're all here to create and empower and uplift and support one another. But there just tends to be this stigma around doing that. So I'm so glad that you have kind of debunked that in a way because there are, that's the key to success mm-hmm. and the key to finding real solid supportive community, um, which hopefully I can tap into a little bit more in this upcoming year. <laughs> well, and I think it, I feel so, I feel so um, blessed to have brought in um, partners who, who, once you establish that relationship and it's mutually beneficial, it's almost like the sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Like you stop Mm. worrying about billable hours and you stop worrying about, you know, change orders, even if you, you know, you're hiring people and it's like, what are we creating? What are we doing? And you know that you have lifelong friends. Um, And that's something it's been really fun to to meet the people I'm, I'm building with. That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about this app? Because I know that there are, even we've been talking about community as entrepreneurs, but there's, there's a little community within the live app too. So can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that was so important to um, Sean, my developer and I, as we were building it out is that um, we really wanted to create a space where people could go to work on themselves that did not feel like an app. It didn't feel like addictive technology. It felt like a place where they could go and they could have a relationship with self. And as we continued to talk about it, we realized you're some of the five people you spend the most time with. And sometimes the people that you surround yourself with that you love, your family, your friendships, those are never going to leave you, but they may not exactly be on the same trajectory with you. Um, They may not have the same aspirations. They may not understand some of your things. We're like, how do we create a space where you can work on yourself, but you can also like cross the aisle and find people who could become part of your circle, who could help you and and work with you. Um, And so within the Live app, not only can you 
um, communicate with us what your goals are so we curate content for you. But as we get to know you, we've created a chat functionality to where you can um, find people who are like-minded. So we're, we're actually curating something called circles, where if people are working on relationships, like we do an interview series where people have access to it, and then we can invite them. Like if you're working on relationships, you're dealing with this, come into this chat group um, where not only will I or one of the other coaches be talking to them, but you're starting to build a framework of community with people who are dealing with the same things and can share the same stories. Um, the same, we were, we're doing one um, coming up on mindset. So people who are working on mindset, will do one on finances. Um, and we're trying to offer people the opportunity not only to work on themselves, but offer support to people across the globe. And one of the things I find so fascinating is my biggest dream is to make this 3D, like to actually have a live event every single year where a person that you're speaking with that's working with you on mindset in your chat group that lives in London and you're in LA, once a year you guys are in the same room working on something with coaches um, so that you're, you're actually building friendships and relationships with people who are aligned and in a community of support. I love it. I love it. You really are paving the way for community and it warms my heart. And thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of it. I'm thrilled that you are on your um, chakra med meditation is absolutely my favorite. <laughs> um, I have listened to that thing so many times personally, because um, it's just so incredibly beautiful. So thank you for, for sharing it with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So Jeanette, before we kind of wrap things up, I just want to ask, I know that the app is your big baby right now, but is there anything else that you kind of want to put out there for people to be able to follow. Can you push yourself for a little bit? Maybe tell people where your Instagram is or talk about your book. Cause I know that you have a book. Can you talk about yourself for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I wrote a book called lore, L O R E. It's like the folklore of your life. Um, lore harnessing your past to create your future that it's so funny because that book was my heart and my soul. And it's now it's like, that was 2018. We're now in 2020 and I'm like, Oh yeah, I wrote a book. Um, <laughs> And it's funny how, how time changes you and, and opportunities grow and, and shift, but that book is the basis of so much content on the app because it truly is about understanding your storied past and understanding how the things that you believed about yourself that may not have been true are still affecting you on a go forward basis. So I almost look at lore as being the foundational element, um, but the app is really, okay, now that I know this or now that I'm working through it, what are the other steps? forward? And how do I now create a new paradigm, a new shift for myself um, in various aspects of my life? So within the app, we've curated and created, you know, around relationships and dreams and career and self so that like, yeah, read, absolutely pick up the book, but that's like that foundational element. And then you move yourself forward. And one of the things that we're working on right now is, you know, I'm, I'm deep in content and, and build out of the app, but we truly want to be able to offer this, especially as a corporate wellness benefit um, for companies who really want to put their employees first. So we're working on the build out um, to be a B2B offering. Uh, we have so many amazing corporations that have reached out and said, my employees love your app and now we want to license it for them or we want to create our own content with you. So stay tuned for ways to get your companies involved. I think coming from corporate America and being a subject matter expert on social responsible investing, I really got to see what corporate social responsibility was all about. And the idea that I leave corporate America and then get to build content to be used within corporate America to help the actual bottom line for global and, you know, the social fabric of our, of our world. 
um, from this perspective is, is pretty amazing. It's almost like I did this really beautiful pirouette. It's brilliant. It is so brilliant because the corporate world needs it mm, so badly absolutely. right now. So thank you, Jeanette. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. It's always such a pleasure having you here. I just adore talking to you and I'm just so thankful that you are part of live. So I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to meet in person. So we'll do I that. I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hopefully at the, at the live event. That's, gonna that's my plan. <laughs> Good. Yay. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully we can have you on the show again soon. I love that. Thank you. Thank you.